Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the lovely Janelle Krista here with me. Janelle is a Hollywood coach, actress, producer, and screenwriter and creator of Conscious Entertainment. I'm so excited to have Janelle on the show because she is a fellow passionista and has done so many amazing things in her life and in her career to bring all of her passions together in the form of the quote-unquote work she is now doing in the world. And I know a lot of people who listen to my podcast are also fellow passionistas who have multiple passions, multiple talents. So I think it's amazing to have Janelle on the show to share her experience, her story, and her lessons that she's learned on her journey because I know it's going to speak to you in such a deep way. So Janelle's come from a history of affairs, divorce, family dysfunction, and a bipolar diagnosis and believes that happiness is a choice. And her message around that is so powerful, so needed, and so beautiful. She's been coaching clients and helping people from all walks of life bring more fulfillment into their lives. And I know that you are going to have lots of golden nuggets after listening to this episode. So make sure that you tag me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe when you listen. And don't forget to check out the show notes before you jump off so that you can see where to connect with Janelle and all the things that she's doing and offering in the world. So without further ado, let's welcome Janelle onto the show. Hello, Janelle, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about your story. I was saying just before we hit record that it sounds like you're multi or you're a multi-passionista, like a lot of people listening to this podcast. And I would love to hear like your journey of what led you to getting into your spiritual path and finding your purpose, living out your purpose or doing what you love essentially. Cause I always preach about how we, I, I believe we are our purpose. And when we're like doing what we love, we're always on purpose, but I would love to open up with like how your journey has been um, leading into all of your growth and expansion and everything that you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, I think you can agree our spiritual journey is constantly unfolding and every single day is a new aha and a new awakening. But I would have to say that if I were to pinpoint it at a certain point in time, uh, it was probably when I was about 21. Uh, I had just, I was pregnant with my, with my daughter at the time. Uh, I was going to be a young single mom. And I had been on this crazy journey of partying and doing all sorts of shenanigans. And I got pregnant and all of a sudden that stopped. I had no more friends. You know, I didn't know exactly where I was going to be going with my life. I was about six months pregnant and we received a phone call that my little brother was uh, on a life flight to a hospital. And mm. I knew it wasn't good if he was on a life flight. And there was a terrible accident and it was a huge tragedy. And he did end up passing away and he was only 16 years old. Wow. So it put me in a little bit of a tailspin. And it was pretty remarkable because about a few days after he passed away, I had this dream. And in the dream, he came to me. Like it was really, really him. And I knew it was him. 
And it was pretty amazing because in the dream, I was driving down a street and I saw there was this fight happening on the side of the road. And so I was like, I need to, I need to see what's going on. And I go and I pull my car over and I stop and I go and get into the middle of this fight. And I see my little brother there and he's up against this huge bully. And it's so obvious that he's not going to make it. And I go to try to save him and he comes to me and everything stopped all around us. And he put his hand on my pregnant belly and he said, you can't save me. And I, that moment will never leave me because it really happened, whether it was dream time or whatever. It, it was another dimension, but it was so very real. And it was so true on so many levels. And it was exactly what I needed to hear because it was true. I couldn't save him. He was gone. I couldn't save anybody but myself. And mm. I could I could take all of this energy that I'd put towards partying and kind of destroying my life and going on the same path that I probably would have continued on, or I could make myself better. And I made that promise that I was going to make myself better. And that really catapulted my entire spiritual journey of just really looking and going deep into every single thing that was limiting me and figuring out how to really master my life. Wow. That's really, really powerful. I think dreams are so fascinating and agree with you that like it probably was another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. What a powerful message. Um, So after that, like when you were like had that realization and that message and um, everything, what did it look like when you embarked further on your spiritual journey, your healing journey? Like, were there certain things that you did to help you that really, really helped you in that beginning phase of like turning your life around? You know, I think that it, it how it looked, it looked crazy. It looked mm-hmm. ugly. It looked yeah. humiliating. It still is, you know, when you're doing that work, it's like, Oh God, another thing I have to forgive myself for another thing I have to own up to. Uh, but I think really what it was, was the choice that that was going to be what happened. And I started to develop a really strong relationship with my future self Mm. and exactly who I wanted to be and really, really created that vision of where I was going to go and kind of forgetting about how the fuck you're going to get there. You know, it's just like, all right, I'm going to get there. I don't know how but I know why, and that's all that matters. And so it really looked like a lot of visualization, a lot mm-hmm. of humiliation and a lot of craziness. And, um, and I think, you know, it will continue to for a long time, but it does get so much more easy and so much more fun. It's like, instead of going from, from awfulness to depression to finally getting to joy, it's kind of like, okay, I can go back and forth between happiness and joy, and I can skip back up pretty quickly when I get down. Mm. Are there, so when you do have those moments where you get down, because I know people probably are wondering, like those moments when you're down and you get back up really quickly, are there specific things that you do in your daily ritual or daily practice that help you shift like that? Yeah, absolutely. I do, I do a lot of neurolinguistic programming work and just really bring that in. Yeah, it, it's so powerful. And luckily, I was introduced to NLP when I was 21. And I, a therapist introduced me to it uh, in, to help me with my the death of my brother. And wow. so it's I find it to be incredibly, incredibly transformative and helpful. I also find really working with gratitude is kind of the easiest hack that we possibly have is mm-hmm. it can lift your mood. It can, it can boost your vibe. It can change your entire life. And especially with all the craziness that's happening in the world, it, it can yeah. be pretty easy to get thrown out of alignment and out of, you know, just get out of whack pretty easily. So uh, working with gratitude, no matter what it is, it's like, Oh, I got fresh air. I got to go outside you know, yeah. I, I, I get to see someone I love, even if it's on Zoom and really tuning into that. Yeah, I would have to agree. Gratitude is seriously like the fastest vibe raiser and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and dancing. Of course. So when, um, when you were going through all of these shifts and this growth in your experience, did, is that what led you to doing what you're doing? Like, what were you doing, like, work-wise, purpose-wise around that time? Did you find that, like, pretty much your whole world shifted in all areas? 
or were you already kind of doing something that you're right so when I was younger I immediately knew I wanted to do something better and I wanted to be better so that at that time meant I just needed to make a lot of money and of course we know that's a big part of it but if you make a lot of money and you're not fulfilled it's it doesn't matter you know it's mm -hmm. just just a excess energy without having the extra stuff that makes it more fun you know the loving relationships and the um the health and wellness and all of that so i immediately first just went into i need to make money because that's what symbolized success to me so i went on and i made a ton of money i was working as a coach super young i bought a house i paid off my car i was like 22 years old wow uh, traveling all over the country working with fortune 500 companies coaching them on sales and and it just wasn't really making me happy. It was missing a big, big piece of it. And I had, through school, loved theater and acting, and I was working in L.A. a lot for for work. And I just kind of ended up there. I took my two-year-old daughter there. And wow. at that point, then I went, like, all extreme, like, oh, I don't need the money. I'm just going to follow my dream. And then that looked like me being a totally broke actor for a couple of years. <laughs> and that was painful because then I realized the other side of it is, no, actually, I do want to make money. And that is a part of success. Mm -hmm. And so how do I integrate these two? And so then I kind of worked as a as a doing my own spiritual work and and eventually becoming a healer and a massage therapist and that evolved and and now i'm kind of com, you know combined everything and and i'm doing all of it and making money and doing what i love to do so it's, it's worked wow. out <laughs> how are you combining all of it like exactly so and what would you so two parts to the question how are you personally combining all of it and what would you say to other people who have that hang up of having a lot of passions or things they love to do and not knowing how to bring it all together yeah so i think for one it took me a while to figure out how to do it i was like i love making movies i love writing movies i love writing tv i love uh i love acting. I love all of that. I also love the spiritual world and it's such a huge part of me. And for so many years, I kind of hid that part of me because the other mm -hmm. parts seemed more acceptable or whatever. And uh, what I came to realize was I didn't really want to act in movies or work in movies that weren't really aligned spiritually with me. Like I did a bunch of horror movies and different things like that. And it was fine. It was fun but it's not re it wasn't feeding me right so mm -hmm. what i realized was i wanted to create my own content that was consciousness based and had positive messaging that doesn't mean we don't talk about sex or or drugs or rock and roll but mm -hmm. you know all the things that make us human still go in there but it really is this positive messaging because television is you're telling a vision and you're using light and sound and vibration and music and you're putting someone into a trance state so what kind of message do we want to deliver? So that was for me how I bridged these two worlds was, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work with people and coach people that want to uh, make this consciousness based content or, mm. or, you know, or I'm going to make them myself. And so I would say for anyone else that is trying to figure out how do I bridge these things? Like uh, someone I was just coaching recently, she's like, you know, I'm a photographer, but I'm also a coach. I'm also an artist. You know, how do I put all this on one website? And is that possible? I'm like, yeah, if you find your exact audience that is willing to, you know, that you can work with. Are you taking photos of, of um, specific things? You know, like what, what is it that can bring all these together? And what is the big umbrella over all of it? You know, like, is mm -hmm. it, is it transformation? Is it, is it uh, beauty? Like what is the, the resonance that you get to tap into? Because really that's what it is. And that's kind of entering into a higher field of reality is when we look at something from a resonance point of view, rather than yeah. like, what am I doing or achieving point of view? Does that make sense? Yeah. How would you explain that further? Like of uh, tapping into the resonance of it, just like what feels really good to you? Yeah, I think what feels good to you and also, you know, it's, it's kind of a blend and a balance of what feels good, what intuitively, what you know is good. And um, it, it's like a, and it's hard to describe, but 
I really believe that everything is a resonance. Like success is an energy. It's a resonance. I think that the, the nice house and the car and all of these things are reference points for those those uh you know that success that you can make it to but really it's energy and resonance so if you can go into a meditative state you know close your eyes and actually feel what that feels like and then use some nlp and anchor that into your body then you can create that moving forward because we do we have the power to create our reality we are all the time so it's just a matter yeah. of being conscious of it yeah that's so true i love how you've been able to bring this all together so you create like conscious entertainment and you also help other people do the same thing for their content? Yeah, I mean, it can look like movies, it can look like books, it can look like being a stay-at-home mom, honestly. It's like, what is it that brings you the most joy? And that's going to look different for all of us, and it should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? um, so I really try to meet people out of really, I can get crazy woo-woo, like, you know, I can talk about like, channeling different angels or whatever, mm -hmm. but I really try to take everything from like a very practical approach. So it will make sense to everybody, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, it's not to, I, I had to get to the point of like, am I hiding this spiritual part of me or am I really just trying to meet everybody and talk about things? So like I talk about chakras and I'm like, okay, this is an energy center. This is a power center. We get power from intuition. We get power from love. We get mm -hmm. power from expression. And so when I, when we work together on that way, it makes things more accessible. So I work with people on a lot of different levels and, you know, my book, Spiritual Ninja, it's, spirit, it's called Spiritual Ninja, but really, I love that. <laughs> it's like, it's just a no fluff approach to spirituality and like how to stay grounded and take these more esoteric mystic um, or mystical concepts and demystify them. So mm -hmm. I love that, that you've been like bringing all of this to more people and in your own unique way as an artist and basically a channeler yourself, because that's essentially what I think we're all doing is really expressing our soul self through our physical, which is so freaking awesome. What is like your overarching like message or mission that um, goes along with like all the things that you're doing? Yeah, I think that we're in, we're living in the most fascinating, crazy period. And I believe that for so long, we've been stuck in this consensus paradigm of domination and control and indoctrination and kind of like sit down and shut up and do as you're told. And really, I think getting as many people as possible to wake up and kind of join the army of love and and create a new paradigm you know create a new world that's already here and it's right in front of us it's just dismantling the old so we can access it so i see that as being a spiritual ninja <laughs> amen to that what is exactly a spiritual ninja to you so a uh, spiritual ninja in my book, uh, the definition is a, is a magical, badass soldier, <laughs> uh, in the, a no soldier in the army of love. You know, oh, my someone, God. Uh, someone who creates their reality, someone who weaves their dreams into reality. And, um, you know, just it does, it takes, doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> mm. Have you always been that type of um, way, like not taking no for an answer? Or did that come from uh, a moment of yours where you were like, okay, enough is enough? Uh, I would say as an adolescent, I definitely didn't take no for an answer. And thank mm -hmm. God, because that part of me is still alive and I can go in and access it. But I do feel like in my early adulthood, I started to tame that down because I got shamed for it or humiliated for it or you know being a girl it's like you're bossy whereas if I was a boy it would have been like you're a great leader <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so I do feel like I had I tamed that and at a certain point I I was in a, um, a really unhealthy relationship and I, I had been made, I just made myself small. I allowed that to happen. I'm not going to blame him for that because I was a participant in it. But uh, I just said, fuck this, no more, no more, yeah. you know? 
And I think that hopefully we all get to that point where we just, we just won't take no for an answer. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting how relationships can be like the catalyst of change. Like I've definitely been involved in similar situations where making myself small or being involved with someone who doesn't have the best interest in mind, so to speak. And it's just uh, interesting to hear like how so many people that come out of things like that, just like develop this inner strength, like never before. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, our, our relationships are our biggest mirrors. You know? mm-hmm. they, are, they are our biggest mirrors and, and we can, we can take them and we can look at them and go, okay, these are the changes I need. I, I can recognize this. I can acknowledge this. I can forgive myself and change. Otherwise we're just going to get another relationship and do it all over again. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a healing journey in and of itself mm-hmm. after that stuff. Yeah. So um, I know that you're a very creative person and an artist at heart. And so what are some things that you've done to s- express that more and also he- like do your healing work through expression and through creativity and any recommendations you have for other people listening on how to tap into their creativity more? Because I, I, I believe that that's like a huge part of like, creating your reality is expressing through like who you are being. And that's a creative act in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And you said earlier, you know, we, we are channels, right? It's like when we're able to access these fantasies that we have and pull them through us, that is like the divine or whatever you want to call it way of, of living through us, you know? And so to be able to get into a state of, creativity, I think that's like one of the highest states we can actually get to because we're able to create and especially creating something physical, whether that's art or, or writing or um, whatever. But I think for me, healing through creativity is the most magical way that we can heal because we can heal through a lot of pain and sometimes we need to, you know, like we need to grieve, but we can heal through creativity in ways that are so uplifting and so transformative and so um, contagious, you know, it's like really inspiring and really fun to witness somebody go in and to the, be their full force, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow. Wow. And so sometimes when healing can be like really like, oh God, I have so much work I have to do mm-hmm. and it's hard to do for ourselves because maybe we're in one of those states when we're like being assholes to ourselves. If we can think about the inspiration and the joy that we can put out into the world through through creativity. So creativity can look so different for everybody too. It's so amazing. Um it's been fun with the whole coronavirus thing just to see how creative people have become with how they can continue their businesses mm-hmm. and how they can put them themselves out into the world and um, and through art. You know, I've seen more funny memes and videos. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> In the last couple months than ever before. And so I love that, you know, and I, I'm inspired by like, SNL and so many different shows that that take these really heavy things and they can make it into something funny and that inspires me the most. So I do it through film. Um, I, I try to put, I create a lot of comedy films and I think that that's an important way that we can heal is through laughter. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really just tapping into whatever whatever makes you happy and, it, and accepting that it looks different for everybody, you know? Yeah you might be into paper mache or like, you know, like doing makeup or hair or, or designing clothes. I mean, there's so many different avenues and it's just a matter of just owning that about yourself. Mm-hmm. And letting it flow through and choosing to actually allow yourself time to do something creative yeah. or expressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like put that in your self care, you know, for an hour today. Um, yeah creative rather than watching somebody else's show on Netflix. I'm going to create my own show, whatever that show looks like. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Do you have a YouTube channel too? Do you put your stuff on YouTube? I just created one. It's brand new. Um, so it's on, on my name, but uh, it, it, there's like only not, there's not a ton of videos on there. And I was just curious because I know like a lot of people are all up on YouTube too. And I just actually started a YouTube. But okay. I feel like like you're into the whole conscious entertainment and making films and I just, yeah. yeah. And that would be like a good way to get even more people to see your stuff. Yeah, it's such a great way. I mean, right now, it's like a, a dream how accessible we are to the world to create audiences yes. and, you know, get our, our creativity and our work out there. Whereas before you had to chase down all these people and sleep with probably a million people to get to the top and then you'd never make it because they wouldn't want their wives to know, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that <laughs> shit really like, does happen. I know. I lived in Hollywood. I saw my friends go through it. So, wow. I, you know, it's a different world now. Like we have the world at our fingertips with with our phones which is so cool i know it's freaking awesome yeah yeah and you can create movies with your phone now you know i know i <laughs> i used to create like i used to create a lot of videos on my phone like lip syncing videos and i would get so proud of myself of my video editing skills on my phone i like could not believe that i did it on my phone <laughs> so cool i mean it's just amazing yeah Oh my God. So do you have any favorite like manifestation or woo rituals that you do? Yeah. Like that you've been doing for a while that like help you with manifesting and cause you seem like a very powerful manifester. Thank so you. spill the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple things. One, I work with a, a Lazarus technique who I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's like a channeler. He's been around mm. for years. What was the name again? Lazarus mm. and he has a, a kind of a protocol of it's a 33 second technique which is amazing because you can do it a few times a day and you just go in for 33 seconds and you visualize uh, ex something exactly how you want it to be like you just really really put it out there and I can attest that it works and it works really really fast uh, when I was I don't know like 26 or something I really was having this dream that I wanted to you know be in a movie I wanted to be I was like imagining winning an award and da, 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 da. and I could see it and I saw this gold sparkly dress I went in like fully went into this this story that I was creating and I saw this this auditorium with red chairs and people in suits and all of these different things and what was so amazing was uh, maybe three months later or something, I got this part in a movie and I remember just bawling. I was sitting in the Fox studios and it was so funny because in the movie, I was wearing a gold sparkly dress and oh my I, was, God. I was playing an actress and I was in a theater that had all red chairs and all the people were all dressed up. And in the movie, I was winning an award. So I didn't actually like win Whoa, the award. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> right? Three waves of goosebumps. <laughs> but I just remember when they, they, the costume designer brought out the dress I was wearing and it was this gold sparkly thing. I was like, you've got kidding me. This works so good. And it's, just, it's literally like 33 seconds. You put on a timer and you can do that how many times throughout your day? Yeah. You go in and you visualize it. You know, you just visualize like you're seeing it, you're tasting it, you're smelling it, you're touching it, you're feeling it like it's happening in real time. And it will manifest in your reality so quickly <laughs> i love that it's so simple and so fast 33 seconds see hear feel and like really be in it mm -hmm. yeah and 33 seconds you know and i i think i also i really do believe that the the best hack to manifesting what you want is to release any old emotions that you have mm -hmm. stuffed in your body and i created a whole program around this because it just became so apparent to me that by releasing stuffed emotions, you're able to create so much space in your reality and you're not continuously on repeat, you know, playing these old stories over and over and over, trying to get the emotions out of your body. So the more and more people actively and consciously work to get these emotions out of their energy fields, out of their energy centers and their bodies, the faster they're going to be able to manifest their reality. So I, I use this system literally every single day with my husband to work with getting emotions out, you know, because it's so fantastic. And people can do that just on a regular basis. You can, you, I mean, a very simple form would be to just at the end of the day, close your eyes in meditation and 
and go throughout your day and feel the different feelings you've had and, and work to release them. And you can release them by yawning. You can release them by shaking, by dancing, by crying, you know, writing, whatever you need to do, but just becoming aware of what emotions that you've stuffed inside of you so you can let go of them and you'll become, you'll become a manifester machine. <laughs> yes. Uh, are you into timeline work too, I guess, since you're familiar with NLP? Um, explain, I'll just make sure I'm clear on what you're um, Timeline work is really powerful as well for releasing. You can basically go above your timeline and go above the event and get the learnings. You essentially get the learnings from the, the root event mm-hmm. of the emotion and then you apply it going all the way out to the future. Yeah, yeah, I am, I am familiar with that work. I, I, it's actually quite similar to the work in the uh, program that I have, nice. but it's not as it's like allowing you to work with the unconscious a little bit more rather than having to figure out the timeline. Like the the system kind of does it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I absolutely think that it's so important, and I'm a huge fan of past life regression and oh, yeah. uh, healing hypnosis therapy as well because that's working on that same timeline, but like multiple timelines of multiple realities. Yeah, it's all so fascinating, and I ha- I agree. Like releasing the stuck stuff is literally like we already have like everything's already available to us. It's already exists in an alternate reality, whatever. And it really is all about like removing the resistance, removing the clogged energy out of the way, removing yeah. the roadblocks out of the way so that you can open the pathway. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wish everyone knew that it was that simple, but you know, Khalil Gibran says the obvious is that which cannot be seen until someone explains it simply. Yeah. <laughs> we make everything so complex, but it really just goes, it just is that, like release the blocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you've had moments when you didn't realize it was that easy either, <laughs> too, right? Uh, 100%. <laughs> so you did. Um, yeah, but it's funny, like, I agree. I agree. I mean, I personally have gone through phases of feeling like learning about manifestation and all this stuff and like innately knowing it. But I, for a while I was in this phase of being like stuck in this cycle and I would get so frustrated of like, why isn't it happening yet? Or like, what's wrong with me? Like what's going on? And then I, what really shifted for me was, um, looking at it in a different way also of just choosing to embody the version of myself who already has it and then allowing whatever to come up to be worked through or fall away. That changed everything for me. It was different than acting as if though. It was more like of a choosing to like be the qualities of the version of me that is it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a, it is like acting. Well, kind of like acting, but not really like acting. <laughs> but like really, really embodying that. That's like a whole other level of method acting. <laughs> yeah, method acting. Yes, <laughs> really becoming. But yeah, I mean, I think that's so so powerful, and it, it is. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. So you have a program teaching about releasing the blocks. Mm-hmm. You said you have your spirit ninja book, spiritual ninja, right? Yeah, yeah. What else? What else do you have going on? Uh, well, I, the spiritual ninja book is is kind of like the foundation of of really of energy healing or uh, it's your spiritual journey. It's like how do you stay energetically connected, protected? How do you defend yourself energetically? Uh, how do you stay grounded, centered? Um, all of that yumminess. Uh, mm. How to disconnect energetically from past partners or from the psycho troll on the internet that's been stalking you. Wow. <laughs> it's like all of, all of that really, really foundational stuff. Um, and then there's a whole course for that too, which has like all the meditations and everything I take people through. And then harmony keys is the emotional healing system, which I take emotions, like a whole scale of emotions. I look at emotions like an instrument um, and every emotion is its own vibration, its own universe, its own octave. And they all can get stuffed in us, both the positive emotions and the quote unquote negative emotions, which I don't really believe emotions are negative. I think 
even horrible, awful ones are positive, but they become negative when they become stuffed or repressed inside of us. Mm. And so when we can release both those really expansive emotions that we stuff inside of us or those limiting emotions, we can be free. And I don't, I've, I've actually never seen another program yet. Tell me if you have, but um, that goes through the fact that we stuff positive emotions inside of us. That we yeah. stuff positive emotions inside of us? Yeah, these expansive emotions get stuffed inside of us. And I find it to be way more detrimental to your health than when we stuff the more limiting emotions. Because say, for example, we stuff beauty inside of us. Um, that is such an expansive, amazing emotion. And if we're not able to access it, then we're not able to see ourselves uh, for, you know, in, or in the beauty in ourselves or the beauty in others or the beauty in the world. Mm. And so that can be so, so physically disruptive for us on so many levels. So um, that's the Harmony Keys. It's a, a program that teaches people about how to release all of these emotions in a really fast, easy way. It's kind of what made me popular you know as a as a healer that's why people came to me and wanted to pay me a bunch of money was because i could find these emotions that were stuffed in them and i got tired of of and not really tired that sounds mean or harsh i just got kind of sad like you can do this for yourself i don't really want to be your guru i don't want you yeah. to feel like you need me to be able to heal yourself that's crazy and so i created a system to help people be able to do it for themselves and um, not have to come to me, you know? Yeah. Wow. I never thought of it that way of like stuffing expansive emotions. Yeah. And it's, it's so used to work with people one-on-one -on -one with this and then you created the system. Yeah. I, I worked with people one-on-one -on -one for years and in groups and retreats and wow. stuff. Um, but now I mostly teach people how to use it either for themselves or in a practice, you know, if they want to take it and create a whole career out of it, which they can, because it's like the whole healing modality and they can have wow. that primary modality. So my, my practice has really shifted where I don't really work with people in that way anymore. I mostly work with people um, teaching them to use it for themselves. So that's awesome. What inspired you to like go that route of like, the releasing stuff and like even in the book like the whole protection stuff mm -hmm. and like I guess boundary setting and like clearing things out like what inspired you to kind of go that route with yeah. the way that you work with that uh, it's kind of funny uh so I mean it's not funny but in retrospect <laughs> it's funny uh when I was going through my whole journey I was talking about earlier about when I became obsessed with like I need to make a bunch of money um I also was obsessed with, I need to have this perfect image. And so I, you know, I don't know, like I got down to some crazy weight. I never had my hair root, like roots in my hair. I just was like, everything was like perfect. And I got uh, breast implants. And that was this idea of what I thought beauty meant at the time. And um, pretty quickly after getting them, I started having really bad health problems, like pretty major health problems yeah. but they were totally unrelated to my breast implants or so it seemed um, like I had pain in my arms or I felt really tired or really really depressed over the years I started getting really really severe digestive problems um, I, I I mean it I, then I it got worse and I got really bad food allergies and was sensitive to like every single food and at the time, I had no idea what was going on, and I was also on this huge spiritual journey. So I was like, "Oh well, maybe I'm just becoming more sensitive." And and but that was not right either. I was constantly in pain. I was really, really depressed, and I actually went and had a hypnosis session. And the hypnotist, she's a little bit esoteric, and she said in the, and I don't usually tell this whole story to everyone, but I'll tell you. Um, she said. And while I was under hypnosis, like, does Janelle have any alien implants? And I'm listening to the tape later and I hear myself say, Janelle has a hundred or no, sorry, 355 alien implants. I'm like, what the hell? Whoa. And then it dawned on me that I had 355 
cc's of silicone in my breast implants and it was like my unconscious mind's way of just coming through and telling me wow it was amazing because during this whole eight years that i had the implants i was working as a healer helping people find stuffed emotions and oh my god body and it was like (gasps) hello janelle like what is right in front of me and what i what i really realized was like holy shit i have stuffed society's idea on what beauty is supposed to mean in my body i have stuffed you know my beauty inside of my body and denied it what i already have you know and i'm i've just loaded my body with like carcinogens and neurotoxins and heavy metals and all the crap that's in breast implants and it was like all these toxic emotions but in a physical form and I had put them in my body and they had just taken over. Like my body was literally rejecting them. And it was so amazing because I kept having like rejection come up. And when I was going through the system, like, what is this stuffed emotion? What is like, what is it? And I was like, yeah, I get, I'm rejecting my food. I'm getting, you know, but like, what's going on? And finally it was like, Oh my God, it all just came together. And it was like, so amazing. Just how, spirit will speak to you without telling Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like, you got to figure this out and you got to get the message out of it. And it's not to make you suffer, but like, it was kind of like at a certain point, it was like my unconscious mind had to just be straight up with me. Like, okay, you got alien implants in you and they're making you sick. So that's really what spawned the whole thing. And, um, (laughs) and it was, it was pretty remarkable when I had that whole epiphany. And then I was able to really touch in when I finally did get them removed and went through a whole process to detox and become healthy. Um, I got to really, really release the, the, the beauty and all of these different things that I had put inside of my body um, wow. by stuffing my body. <laughs> so wow. it was a pretty, pretty crazy journey how I got there and where it took me. <laughs> That's so intense and so interesting and fascinating, like the whole, like how it all happened. Yeah. How long has it been since you had them removed and what changes did you notice? So it was pretty amazing. I had them removed um, uh, over four years ago now and I got pregnant immediately after. Like I, I, I wasn't able to get pregnant for like 10 years. My, my kids wow. are 10 years apart. And it was like while I had those implants in my body, there was no way that I could get pregnant. I, I had miscarriages. I mean, it was crazy. So um, it was amazing. Like the second I got them out, I got, I got pregnant two weeks later. Wow. And I noticed immediately after just how much better I felt because I didn't have all of this stress in my body and inflammation in my body. So I went on like a crazy after my, I was done um, breastfeeding my son, I went through this crazy detox process and and it's been so amazing and now I have like tons of friends and clients that have all gone and got their implants taken out which has been kind of cool to be able to help that you know um that's for them so yeah it's been amazing like I I've never felt healthier it's sad I feel sad for my entire 20s I was sick for you know the whole first part of my daughter's life I was sick wow so you had them in for a while yeah eight years well, I still have mine. I've been looking into it, though. <laughs> well, I'm just asking also because there's probably people, other people who are listening maybe that are, you know, wondering. I've been looking into, like, the different options out there. Yeah. And I haven't been noticing anything specific, but also I've heard from a lot of people that, like, after they got them removed, then they notice, like, how much better they feel. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my friends. She, she, you know, she was just inspired by me and she was kind of like, well, I have some weird things. I don't know. I don't think they're related. And she's like, oh my God, I had no idea how I just got used to feeling mm-hmm. you know, like in a brain fog and not even realizing I was until I got them taken out. Like when you start to look at the ingredients and in them, you're like, oh, holy shit. And I know a lot of listeners might not want to hear this because I, yeah, I didn't want to when I first heard it either <laughs> <laughs> at all, but it, that, I mean, that was literally one of the biggest, craziest experiences of my entire life going through all of that. And um, 
and I'm actually now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm grateful I did because it woke me up to everything. Like had I not been so sick, I, I wouldn't have ever probably got onto a real spiritual journey. Wow. I would have, I, I, you know, probably would have stayed going, you know, in the, I'm making a ton of money. I'm doing this, like everything's fine. But it was like, I was so sick. Like I, I had to, I had to focus on my health. Yeah. What were your symptoms exactly? Like what, what were you feeling like? And did it happen shortly after you got them or was it towards the end? Yeah. Uh, it, it ha- happened um, pretty quickly that I started having some strange symptoms. Um, I had an infection to begin with. And so uh, I had to have three surgeries in the get go. Wow. Sucked. Um, but then like I started having joint pain. And so I lived in Utah at the time and I thought, well, maybe I'm having like arthritis from the winter or something and, or from my job from typing. Um, and then it was like, I, it, it, just went from there you know it went from like the achiness to i was hot all the time to my brain feeling really foggy to my brain literally feeling hot to my mm-hmm. eyesight being fuzzy uh you know not really being able to track people as they're talking mm-hmm. um, and now that i've looked into this deeper i know all of those symptoms are heavy metal toxicity symptoms you know it's mm-hmm. like the implants, even the saline ones have metals in the, in the shell. So I know all these symptoms are, are toxicity related, but at the time, how, how would I know? And how would most people know? Because they don't seem like they're related at all. And I went to like five different doctors and they were all assholes and they're like, no, there's nothing wrong. You know, there's, there's science is settled. Breast implants are safe. And now we know that's not true because there's hundreds of thousands of women that are popping up all over the entire world that are sharing their stories about their breast implant illness. And there's doctors getting on board. I'm really good friends with one who's, you know, like, all doing only explants now so wow yeah i know there's i've heard there's a lot that are doing just explants did it what did it take you sorry to ask all these questions but now i'm like (laughs) did you feel like i'm sure you felt really relieved after you got them removed but like physical wise like since being used to having like bigger boobs or whatever like what was that like for you adjusting to your new body so to speak it was it was a big deal i mean I will be, I'll be straight up. Like the second they took the bandages off, I cried. I like went in, I was weeping because I, it was the, an entire identity shift and you don't realize like how much of your identity you put into this. But that was, I think maybe also just a massive re- release over everything because what actually ended up happening was I was like, Oh, like I thought my boobs were going to sag or look funny or like be all deflated. Cause they'd had these <laughs> massive like balloons in them and now they don't. And the thing is, is like after the procedure, like they just like look normal. <laughs> like there's the only thing different about it was like their scars and they weren't as big, but they still looked great. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. And like all my friends was the same story it was like, mm-hmm. you know, and few of them are like, I like them way better now. So that that's kind of uplifting because I do remember like, that's obviously one of the biggest things yeah. about it. It was like, Oh my God. And how's my husband going to feel? And thank God. Like, I was like, you know, like, <sighs> hopefully he he's going to be okay with this. And he was, you know, even if it wasn't whatever I'd made yeah. my choice, but like, um, but you know, those things matter. Like we, we care. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a big thing, but it was fine. Like after that initial thing, when I cried and let it all out, it was like, I looked in the mirror. I was like, Oh, I look pretty good actually. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that being an identity shift and it's inspiring to hear you share about it and, how much it's inspired you and transformed your life from that moment forward and leading you on this path of like creating the stuff that you're creating. And it's interesting to hear that as like, it's like part of your story and your journey and your experience that really played an important part. Yeah, it did. It did play an important part. And, you know, I also know it's my journey and my, experience i've had friends that have gone and got implants after knowing my story and that's their journey and their experience you know mm-hmm. like of course a part of me is like oh come on like <laughs> i don't want you to go through what i went through but not everybody does you know so it's yeah. a 
personal decision. I was certainly in denial for a really long time that that was even remotely what was causing any of my issues. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. So for anyone who wants to learn more about that, there's a ton of information online. There's actually a ton of, a ton of groups on Facebook actually um, yeah, that so share about it. So, yeah. which is good. So what, um, do you have anything coming up in the near future, like a new projects that you're working on? Yeah, I have so many things. Um, I'm trying to use this time to just like go into everything, but um, I do have a book coming out that's called The Harmony Keys and it gets into a little nice. bit of that story that I just told you. Um, uh, that's basically how the book opens, but it's really a, a manual for the the Harmony Keys healing system. And so that is coming out, um, I want to say in June, but you know how those things go. It's kind of like... Nice. <laughs> that's super soon. Yeah. That'll probably so, be like around when this comes out. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, that should be out hopefully soon, July, June or July. Um, and then the end of this year, I have another uh, book coming out, which is called Chakra Grub, and I'm really excited about it. It's a cookbook, um, but it's not your typical cookbook. Like the first half is uh, how to weed and seed limiting beliefs and recipes to do so. And so it's like nice. a body spirit cookbook. And then the second half is like how to weed and seed using nutrition. Um, oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, so um, that was also really inspired through all of this stuff that we've been talking about. So I'm really excited about that just because I love color and food and all of these different things. So I think it'll be a really fun book. And um, I'm going to, as soon as all this craziness is over, uh, start hosting some retreats again. And so women can come together and we can uh, we can grub out on some yummy, delicious food and, awesome. uh, <laughs> and have a good time. That's so cool. You so you're really into the book writing thing. I'm excited to check yeah, out Harmony Keys. What this year? <laughs> yeah, that's like it seems to be my whole thing this year is writing books. Might wow. As well. <laughs> so you did all three of these, the Spiritual Ninja and the other two, this whole year, this year, in the last year, I mean. Uh, yeah, I wrote them all last year, and um, just getting them all you know published. Uh, and that's amazing. That's amazing. So, were you, there is the, are they all going to be available on Amazon.com? Or I want to leave your links as well, so people can find you and follow you and all that stuff. Yeah, there'll be um, digital copies on my website um, or on Amazon for you know hard copies. Uh, Spiritual Ninjas on on both Amazon and on uh, my website. So. Sweet. And Harmony Keys basically goes over like the system that we were just talking about that you have the program yeah. on. Yeah. Sweet. Right. I just want to make it accessible. It's like, you know, like it'll be like $15 or whatever for the book and yeah, you know, I'll have the whole system in there for people to be able to use. I wish that I had something like that, you know? Yeah. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to share before we wrap it up? This is such an amazing convo. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm loving talking with you. I'm just so excited to have met you. Um, oh, just thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. You're such a beautiful person and you have like such cool stuff. And I love how you just really have, you know, it's like so many people that are spiritual. It's like everything is so airy fairy and you're obviously just so grounded and you have no problem saying the F word and just. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. That. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. Same to you. I'm so glad we got connected. And I love everything that you're doing. I, I feel like I totally vibe with it because as like an artist, creator, myself, first and foremost, I just love how you're bringing all of your, your vision together and sharing it. So, so good. Well, in person one day. I want to go to Austin. <laughs> yes. Let me know when you're here and I'll do the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.